Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright, and welcome back to the show. So before we get to today's main topic, which is an interesting topic, uh, just two quick little updates. Uh, first, our good friends to the show, uh, Machine and My Corpse, have just uh, hit the, the, uh, the 20,000 mark of its 24,000 pledge for its Kickstarter campaign to re-release the, mach the God Machine uh, Volume 1 revision. There's four more days left, so... Uh, go to kickstarter.com, type in the God Machine or Machinima Corpse, and go back them up. They have 285 backers, four days left. They got to hit that extra 4,000 to to make its pledge so they can get this going. So, you know, tell them that we sent you. Go over there, back them up. We back them up. So, um, yeah, let's just do that. And also, another announcement, our good friend at Ghana. Oh, the uh, Entertainment Achievement Awards. Yes. Um, the overall, they have an award for overall entertainment personality of the year is awarded to Aquasi Boadi Acrobato, aka Who Knows Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. He um, he was about to. Uh, he was also nominated for uh, Comic Actor of the Year, but that went to um, the winner, which is Clemente Suarez. But um, you know he. Uh, you know, congratulations for Acrobato for attaining uh, the Personality of the Year award. And um, if you have a chance, please see the real news with Acrobato. And um, I know he, um, I don't know which language in Ghana that he speaks, but you know, bear in mind, people will most likely know him for uh, reading the uh, English Premier League, the Serie A, and um, you know, it's hilarious. But um, he drives. He drives a great point, especially uh, dealing with the COVID situation. Yeah, and also dealing the news in a very professional way. You can say he is the John Stewart of Ghana. Yeah, pretty much so. Pretty much, yeah. And since uh, what uh, November, I've been watching him. Yeah, and not just because you know I don't care. He speaks uh, Ghana. You know what he spoke his language down there. You know, including speaking English. Um, hey. Actual news, you know. Um, I even know the, the president of Ghana, Nana Kufuado. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah. you know, but all in all, congratulations to uh, Mr. Acrobeto. And uh, yeah, um, so if you're listening to us, Acrobeto, congratulations. Yes, hopefully, we can have you on the show, or you can have us on your show, it doesn't matter where. All right, so. Uh, to get to today's topic, main topic, and today's main topic is we're going to be talking about Invincible. Uh, it's four episodes in. I think there's three to four episodes left, so I think this is a good time for us to talk about this show. Um, I'm just going to be straight out with you guys. I've read the entire, I've read the original original comic series run, you know, from start to finish, even the quote unquote reboot. Um, the reboot within a reboot. Mm. Um, it's nothing like the comic in terms of, yeah, they took some liberties out. They took some liberties with with how the way they're, they're telling the story and whatnot and, and everything here. But it does the series justice. Kind of like what The Walking Dead was to the, t the live action TV series. What it was to the comic. Maybe the first two seasons. And then it just kind of like jump the shark too soon mm. so um so we're gonna we're gonna talk about each episode one by one since there's only four episodes and they come out each friday 
Um, and just to let you know, We Are Cats never read the comic series. So this is his first time seeing the series and hearing about the series. I've read the entire comic series and know what I was expecting. And I wasn't expecting it to be this great. So let's go. Okay, so first episode is called It's About Time. And, um, you know, we see the White House being attacked. We see the Guardians of the Globe there. And then we see Omni-Man going over there. And then, you know, we're, we're introduced to Mark, his mother, his family, all the other cast of players and stuff like that. Um... What do you think of it so far, of, of of the first episode? How the way everything played out in the first episode? Well, um, it tries to tackle away some of the tropes. Like, oh, everybody get out of there. Like, um, you know, in like some of the Avengers movies, like, you know, the cops need to get out there. No, get the fuck out of there. You, you have, there is no way you can deal with this situation, right? Right. And, um, you know, and they do it their own way, you know, like, just throwing them out there, but... Saving the people at the same time. Right. And then when dealing with these situations, um, you know, they, they don't just, like, you know, knock them out. I mean, like, they make sure they stay down. Right. The bad guys. And then as for uh, Mark, um, it kind of starts out as the the classical trope of, I don't have superpowers. And, hey, I got superpowers. Yeah. Until, you know, his dad, who happens to be Omni-Man, you know, tells him, it ain't what it seems to be. Right. And, you know, and he kind of teaches them, like, kind of the realities of being a superhero. It's not a good business. Right. He d- he doesn't sugarcoat it to him. Oh, no. Especially, no. especially you know, he tells them to, okay, hit me. You know, when he was teaching them how to throw a punch. Yeah. You know. Uh, especially when Mark was, Mark learned right then and there, you got you to gotta take what you can give. You know, take a punch, give a punch. You know, and he couldn't give a punch. Sure, hell, took a punch. Oh yes. And um, and also too, I I what I loved about it so far was that in the first episode, the the interaction within the family, because rem- because before Mark got his powers, it was just him and his mom. You know. Uh, Deborah, and now it's just mom. Now she feels left out, right? Because she's the only one that doesn't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. And you see how it's affecting her, not just from a physical point of view, but also an emotional, mental point of view. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like, um, makes you think. What happens if, you know, Lois did marry Clark Kent mm-hmm. at his prime and find out that he's Superman? I mean, in, in the prime, right. you know, you think she can handle it? Right. Of course, in DC canon, the answer is yes. But here's reality coming in with Invincible saying, no, she wouldn't. Right. There's no way. You know, having to worry about him coming home every night, you know, may, maybe unscathed or maybe damaged. But... Or you the worst-case scenario. Yeah, death. But the, but even worse, there, but this is almost a fate worse than death. Why? You know, what about the basic human needs? You know, I want comfort. I want attention. I want love. You know, maybe just a companionship. 
No, my my husband the superheroes, you know, probably in Mars fighting against creatures. I don't know when he'll come back. Exactly. Or if he'll ever come back. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, yeah. she doesn't have to worry about him having an affair, but at the same time, she's like, "Well, what am I going to do now?" Right. And that, you know, you know, later on, I find out, you know, that she's been dealing with this crap for twenty years. Right. You know, having to patch him up, having to worry about him, you know. So she's used to it, but something happens that, uh, you know, finally, okay, what's really going on? Right, right, yeah. So, uh, before we get into that, and that, that's in the second episode, the beginning of the second episode, but, um, you know, once Mark got his powers and stuff like that, and his dad, Omni-Man, or, you know, uh, Nolan, his Earth name, mm-hmm. um... You know, he's, he's training him, he's teaching him, but you can also um, sense that doubt in him. It's like, I kind of wish he never had his powers. Because if he had it when he was younger, when he was a kid, yeah, I could have trained him properly. Now all that, all those years went out the window, and now, boom, he just got his powers now as a teenager, and... I don't know how to process it. You know, you see that. You see that in him. You see his worries, his fear. You see his invulnerability, not as a superhero or as a man, but as a father. You know? It's like, do I really want to put my kid through this if I know he's not ready for it? The kid doesn't even know how to punch, let alone he doesn't even know how to fly right. Yeah, and and, and before his powers, he was a freaking dork. Right. So now you have a dork with superpowers, you know, learning. So he's got to learn on the fly, and you know, yeah. So far, he's well. As far as the first episode is concerned, he's not doing so good. He's a dork. All right. You know, um, that later on in the episode, he gets his, you know, gets a super suit and everything like that, and. Then we see Omni-Man in that crazy battle with the Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, that was um, expected, but unexpected at the same time. Mm. You know, it it is a trope. However, um, you know, the fact that he got a so-called beloved hero, um, what's his reason behind it? Right. You know, why did he have to kill all the good guys and then... um, you know, he lets himself get his ass whooped at the same time. You know, I guess to cover his marks. And then the government comes in and like, okay, what the hell's going on here? It's terrible. And the interesting um, detective here is what? What was his name? Damien Goodblood or Bloodgood? No, Dark Blood. Dark Blood. Eh. Yeah. In this, in this, in this universe, he's better than Superman and the Question combined. More of the intricate. Okay, but still. Yeah, but um, better than that. Well, at least thinking, you know, he's like, okay, what's going on here? And then, you know, he probably sees a pebble and he's like, I know who did it. You know, that sort of thing. Like, <laughs> wow, you know? <laughs> yeah. So well, he's on the case and he's the only one so far having doubt. Like, okay, what's really going on? You know, I'm going to, okay, I'll find out. Right, okay. So, 
overall, well, okay, so talk about the violence, the blood and the violence between the fight against Omni-Man and the Guardians of the Globe. Like, what did you think of it? Was it tasteful, untasteful, or was it a sense of, this is what Superman could really do if he decided, it's like, ah, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. I, I, I want to conquer the world, and this is how I'm going to do it. You know? Possibly. But, um... He wouldn't be insane. Right. Because he knows he could do it any time, but he chooses not to. Right. Thanks to, you know, Mark, Mar- uh, Martha and, you know, Mom and Pop Kent. Right. In this case... This guy, you know, as we learn, you know, later in the series, you know, um, Nolan, um, you know, his beginnings, he was alone. No one was there to teach him. Right. No one, no one was there to teach him right from wrong. He had to learn what consists as right and wrong on his own. You know, now that, you know, his kid has powers and blah, 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 blah. Well, he's doing what he considers is right. Well, maybe in his own eyes it's it's right, mm-hmm. but at the same time it, uh, you know, considering where he is now living you know, on Earth, right? Um, for the first time, he's going to be, his views on right and wrong will finally get challenged. Right. Yeah. That, that that's interesting to bring up because uh, we're going to go into the second episode. Uh, here goes nothing. So we see Omni Man going into the hospital, and then this is where the realism of Mark and Deborah, um, you know, the wife or the husband of a superhero, has to face on a daily basis. Are they going to come back in one piece? Do I have to set up a funeral? Do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? You know, the realization of your loved one on the brink of death. How is that going to affect people? Yeah, especially when she told the government, Hey, shove off. I've been patching him up for over 20 years. I know what I'm doing. I'm sleeping here tonight. Right. And that's crazy, too. And um, and and, it, and you, you see that sense of realism. That, you know... You know, she's 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 been putting up with it, you know, and, you know, it's, you know, normal. It's her normal. Yeah. She knows what to expect, you know. And then, um, not only that, but Mark goes into his first, uh, I would say, debut as a superhero, going against um, the Flanax, a type of time-dimensional aliens. Yes, and here's what the reality of the failures, the first failures of a superhero is. Right. You know, he sees people die. And it was his fault. Yeah. Either it was kind of like his fault, some of it, some of it was his fault, some of it wasn't. Because he wasn't, he wasn't expecting it to be like this. Let alone he was still not in control. Remember he rescued that one dude, and then he don't know, get down! And then um, he goes up and he's like, Holy crap! I smashed him! Right. You know, so that was all him. You know, and then... Then you see uh, uh, Team Team, you know, and even they, you know, even though they were organized, they still were fighting, like, almost a losing battle one way or another. 
Yeah, they were they were just raw. They're not doing a good job. Right. They're just moving forward to a slaughter, but keep on going. Right. But um, other than that, out of everybody that uh, Invincible tried to save, he saved an old lady. Took him back to the same hospital where his dad, where Omni Man is at. You know, and then you see the protocols of what happens if you take a civilian to a secret government base for superheroes. You know, mm-hmm. saw so how the way the you know how the way he was treated, how the way the old lady was treated, and so on and so forth. You know, and especially too how um, they made her disappear. Right. They 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 only told you how they disappeared, but that itself is a trope. Like where mm-hmm. so it makes you question where did she really go? Did they just you know destroy her just to? Protect the you know the government stuff as a whole, or she actually died, and they're just sugarcoating it for him, right? You know, and you even saw it too. You know, he tried his best to be a superhero, couldn't save even an elderly woman. But he doesn't know that. Well, no, it's in his mind. He's like, I couldn't even save an elderly woman, even though I brought her here. You know, they kind of gave off that notion of that. Well, she died. Except they didn't say it like that. Right, you know. So, how the way, like, the wording and how the way they express themselves and the talking and stuff like that. I think it was really, there was even moments of where, like, you can tell he just, like, wants to give up. No, he's not, you know, he's not cut out for it and, uh. You know, he's got some convincing from his pop and some of the teen team yeah. that, uh, hey, you know, don't uh, knock it till you try it, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. You're not, a go- you're not a god, you know. They make mistakes. Right. So, learn from it. Mm-hmm. So, next, so the next episode is uh, Who You Callin' Ugly. And we see the funeral of the Guardians of the Globe. Um, quote, unquote, uh, televised funeral. Mm. But the real funeral was somewhere private, and you you see one of the the heroes' wives um, wants to see him, and she said an interesting quote that even now I still can't see him, even though I even though he's the fastest man in the world. Even I couldn't see him at times, let alone I still can't even see his face now or or his body now being buried because it's that destroyed. <laughs> you know? Um and that kinda and, and that right there you tell like she like that lady is just like she's done. She's destroyed. She's tired of living. It's like she just like gave up on it. You know? She's not. She's not happy anymore. She's not like I'm not happy. She's like you know what? I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. Yeah, especially before, you know, and like in the first episode, you know, picking with the fastest guy on earth, and he's like, he, you know, he even forgets. You know, it's a trope that's not you know, uh, like the Flash. You know, right. he has a good stable mind. This guy doesn't. Right. That's the reality. You know, you might be have the fastest guy, but you're not. You don't have the fastest mind. He mm-hmm. shows up in his superhero uniform, and she's like, "What the hell do you think you're doing?" Having a picnic with you? No, you're not. Look at what you're dressed up with. And then beep, 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 beep. 
oh, I, I got, a, you know, emergency call. And, you know, before he gets killed, and he's like, Ring. you know, and she's like, fine, go, whatever, you know. Yeah, of course. You know, but now she's like, you know, I'm done. Red Rush, Red Rush, that was his name. Yeah. Yeah, Red Rush, yeah. So she's like, I'm done. Right. You know, F this. I'm going to do something else away from all this. Yeah. So yeah, so she's done with the whole superhero thing and everything. And then we see, um, not only that, but we also see uh, a robot. And uh, Cecil telling Robot, okay, you gotta do a new... You're gonna be the head of the new Guardians team. You gotta make the roster. So... It was it was interesting that you see that a pretty good amount of the team team get picked. With the addition of uh, Monster Girl, Black Samson, and uh, Shrinky Ray. To form the new Guardians. Um... But do you also see? But you see right there how the dynamic of the group doesn't work. You know, like you got a veteran, a lot of newbies from a from a group, and a couple indie people. So it's just like you know, all right, just throw them all together and see how it works. And another reality that's that's not like a comic trope, you know. Mm. You know, it's just like okay, are they gonna? You know, just because you're a group, you're gonna fit together in one spot, right? Right? No, no, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, and and then uh, from there we see uh, after the funeral we see uh, um, some infidelity from uh, a couple of the members of the team team. Mm. Not only that, um, Mark gets a number from this girl that he liked at school, um, so things are kind of looking up for him. But um, not only that, especially at uh, not even, even though things are going good for Mark, you know he still kind of has doubt about himself, and he had like a little heart to heart talk with his mom, and then even uh, Dark Blood questions Dark Mark's mom, and puts a little doubt in her head about Omni Man, you know. So I thought this was this episode, even though it was good, it was an, it was a nice change of pace, you know, a, a different take of storytelling and stuff and stuff like that. And I thought that was good. And then we come to this week's uh, episode that just aired uh, yesterday, as of recording. Uh, Neil Adam, eat your heart out. Um, here we open up. We see uh, Red Rush's uh, widow, Olga. Just telling uh, Deborah, I'm done. I'm gonna go back to Moscow, sell my house. I like when she's like, you know, um, Deborah was like, uh, you know, don't worry, you know, the government is gonna. And she's like, no, 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 you're not telling this to me. I know how the government works. Your government's not good. I'm going back home. I'm done. Yeah. So yeah, so she's basically done. So. Yeah, she's she's just tired of it. She's just tired. She she just wants to go back home to Russia, cause it a day, cause it a career there, you know. And then, um, and we see um, Dark Blood getting very close. Well, okay, he's like that one Texas Ranger from King of the Hill. He solved the case, except except 
of just walking around, you know, minding his own business, like, I'm already done, I'll just take my time. Uh, uh, instead, he's like, I've already solved the case of what happened to the uh, uh, Guardians of the Globe, but I need more substantial evidence. Right. Yeah, that's a good reference. Um, yeah, not only that, but we also see uh, Cecil showing up and asking uh, Omni-Man, hey, we need you to go to Mars. We need you to protect these astronauts. And Omni-Man was like, hey, I can't do it. I ain't got time. And he gives it to Mark. You know, he lets Mark, okay, Boyle, you know, you want to work with us or what? If you're going to work with us, now's the start. All you got to do is a babysitting job. Make sure these astronauts don't die on Mars. Okay, how long is this going to take? Two weeks. So, from here, another another th- another interesting thing of superheroes, superheroes are coming. The, um, the double identity. How how can you separate superhero lifestyle, the superhero thing, and your personal life? Well, he already failed the first step of the way. Right. You know, when he's telling, um, oh, what's-her-face's uh, love, his love interest right. from his uh, previous life, you know, I, you know, I volunteer like you, I gotta go, when are you going? And she's watching the damn rocket ready to go to Mars, and mm. that's his mission in, like, two minutes. <laughs> And he's going to explain all that in two minutes, and he has to jet super quick. He failed right away. Right, right. He's just lucky he's able to, you know, fly and with that helmet and get on top of that uh, spaceship while he's in Earth's gravity. Right. Uh, not only that, too, but also... Um, I got the literal last second. Yeah, but not, not only that, but also, too, like, he just, he, like, like, he also failed his mission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he was bored, didn't want to babysit them, and then you see them get captured. The astronauts getting captured. Well, he didn't see them get captured. Well, you know, he let them get captured. He wasn't doing his job. You know, and... And then he's faced with one of the huge tropes, the dilemma. You know, he's like, we captured you humans, they, they were doing this stuff, and they told him the history, and he's like, you know those little squid thingies? It turns out we're immune to them because of our shape-shifting properties. How come you're not? How come you're immune? You know, and he explains that he's half of what? What was that, that creature? Oh, that, that race. Yeah, yeah that, that race. His dad's race, yeah. Um. And they explain that if, if you know, these people feed off, like, the cerebral minds of people. If they eat one of these dudes and they get smart, they'll use that to control the rest of those little squid guys and take over the universe. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but for the greater good, we gotta kill your friends. Exactly. Yeah. And naturally, he failed that mission. He failed the big dilemma trope as well. Right. You know, he rescued them. You know, they flew out of Mars, and it turns out one of them did indeed get infected. Right. And oh, and also, uh, you know, being a delegate, like you know. Um, yeah, I'm a superhero. I'm a I'm a representative superhero from Earth. Let's parley. You want to parley? Okay, let's parley. No, he failed that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So so he's probably going to be ex- ex- responsible for the extinction of the Martian race, and then probably the cosmos. Pretty much, yeah. But um, other than that, 
what do you think of these four episodes of the series as a whole so far? Because remember, each episode is like almost an hour long. It's like almost 45 minutes each. Well, it is character driven. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a secret, good mm-hmm. or evil. Like um, that guy who clones himself. Right. There must be a reason behind that. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And Robot, biggest uh, uh, secret freak so far. Yeah. Because he, uh, you know, he was noticing how that one dude was cloning himself. He was doing the same thing to someone else. Who is that someone else? Right. That blob or whatever. We don't know. But he's bowing out down to him like it's a, a god or something. So, yeah. Secrets have secrets. Right. And then the worst part is when they had to finally exercise um, um, the, the demon detective. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, no, you can't do that. It's been gone for over 700 years. There's no way we just reconstructed it. Crap. <laughs> and, you know, and, and here's a trope about, uh, uh, um, you know, oh, demons are bad. Well, they get the job done. They do see good and evil. And depending on what they do, you know, they get the job done, whether it's good or evil. There's no gray area. Right. And, and even the government has, has terrible secrets in this universe. He's like, you know, you demons suck because all you see is good and evil. You know, you give it away. My job here is to keep everything a gray mush and find out why, you know, he even knew why Omni-Man uh, uh, killed the, the, the Guardians of the Globe. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and Bloodgood's like, hey, you know, you know, how can you be, you know, guardians of your own realm if you're, if you're uh, protecting a, a, a heinous secret? Yeah. So, yeah. He knew this was evil. This was very bad. Right. You know, and he liked it when he said, well, you know, it, you know, it takes someone evil to know evil. Sure. Yeah, but this demon is not evil. He just knows it. Right. But, you know, at the end of the episode, he did leave a power play that mm-hmm. shows that, you know, he can come back, but he left, uh, uh, what was it, a surveillance thing? Mm-hmm. Inside the closet when he was snooping, snooping around uh, um, Omni Guy's family house, mm-hmm. you know he left some stuff there. So that just shows that he's back in hell, but he's not down for the count. He'll probably find a way to come back. Right. Yeah. So overall, like, what would you give the series so far? Like a one out of ten. Eight. Eight point five. Yeah. You know, it's good. You know, they had they, they had to introduce tropes in order to c- criticize those tropes, like the double identity, mm-hmm. the dilemma, the uh, call to adventure, the call, the so-called call to <laughs> adventure. You know, the call to tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you see throughout the episodes, the first four episodes, how much crap Mark took, how much of a beating he took. You know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, who's to say that um, along the way they'll find out what's really going on behind Omni-Man. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I, I'm giving the series an 8 as well. It's good. It, it it reminds me a lot of the comic series. The comic series was good. 
violent but good. Um, a lot of great storytelling, a lot of great character development, and this is doing the same thing too. Um, even though they did take some liberties from the comics, they didn't introduce some story. They took out some storylines and stuff like that, which I, you know, what? I don't mind. But as long as they got the general storyline here, I'm good with it. And there's rumors that there's going to be a live action film adaptation of mm-hmm. Invincible. And the creator, um, Robert Kirkman, said that the film version is going to be 100% different than this version. Mm. So I don't know if this one is going to be more accurate to the comic or the live action is going to be more accurate to the comic. Well, it better be as good or better than Kick-Ass. Well, it depends how you're grading it as. Well, um, I was lucky to attend it while they were showcasing it before I released that Comic-Con, so, you know, I want to be bespectacled, you uh-huh. know, with the type of, or even like Super, you know, <laughs> especially when the, the line in the movie theater thing, oh, like, yeah. you know, he, he gets pissed, you know, he comes back to the wrench, beats the guy up, and then lays like, oh my god, he's like, oh, what am I going to do? He beats the crap out of the lady with it too, just to keep her quiet, and he runs off. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, if they were are to do a live action version, um, it has that type of good potential. But as long as they don't steer from the uh, source material and show everybody like, hey, you know, um, you know, put Superman in a real strange in, in a really bad situation, he's not going to hack it. It's true. He's not going to hack it. Yeah, like I said, it's true. Even Batman, you know, with all he had had to deal with in his life, there's going to be a situation, you know, put him in this situation, he's not going to hack it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so... Um, so, from both of us, um, it's a watch. So... Yeah. Yeah, so just to let you guys know, the first four episodes of Invincible is out right now. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch them right there, the first four episodes. And every new episode until the season finale is going to be on every Friday. And it's already been stated that uh, Robert Kirkman is going wrote the first episode. And he's also going to write the season finale episode. Hmm. So... So it's going to be interesting. It's going. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So I can't wait for that. Um. Yeah. Oh, and um, a little side note uh, thing for uh, Robert Kirkman for The Walking Dead. Uh, there was a Reddit uh, "Ask Me Anything" session with Robert Kirkman, and someone asked him about Clementine. From the Walking Dead, Tall uh, Tale Games, the Walking Dead series. Uh, fan favorite. I loved her. Um, and there was rumors of whether or not she was going to make an appearance in the TV series. Or the rumored, or the now rumored um, Walking Dead Rick Grimes film. And he says, stay tuned. So if you're fans of Clementine from the Tall Tales Walking Dead series, which, like I am. Once we get any, once we get more information and stuff like that, we'll let you know. And also, any other more information of the Invincible movie, live action movie, or slash TV series, or whatever they're going to do with it, live action wise, we'll let you know as well. 
So that's it for this week, folks. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. I hope you guys have a great Easter since uh, we're recording this before Easter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we'll be back next week for more crazy tales of what's out there in the world of pop culture. Until then, I am Captain Cats. And we are Cats. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great, wonderful time. Have a wonderful week. Happy Easter. Um, stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Keep your physical and social distancing. And be kind to one another out there. All right? Until then, take care. Have a good one. Happy Easter. And see you guys next week. Until then, take care. Yo-ho.